American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to Cameron Boyer of Weathers over Zoom video. Cameron was born and raised in Southern California, just outside of Los Angeles, and he talks about how he got into music. His dad was a musician. His dad played in bands in high school, a band that actually performed at the prom, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, but he talked about being in piano lessons at a very early age, started piano at four, and around 13 is when he decided... He wanted to do music for himself and start a band of his own. He takes us through his whole career with Weathers, how the band was formed. He told us about the success of Happy Pills, how they got a text message from a friend of theirs telling them, hey, Stryker from K-Rock is playing your song right now. And they had no idea. They ran out, caught the tail end of the song. And from there, he got added to a bunch of radio stations. It was actually the most added song for alternative radio for a new artist in the 2010s, which is crazy. Cameron tells us about releasing Kids in the Night, where they were when the whole virus hit and shut down the world, all about their new record, Pillows and Therapy, and the tour they have kicking off in September. You can watch our interview with Cameron Boyer of Weathers on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be amazing if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Weathers. Cool, cool. Uh, so this podcast is all about you and your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new uh, Weathers record as well. Sick, awesome, cool, cool. Uh, so where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in. Uh, uh, technically, I was born in Torrance, California, but I was raised in Hermosa Beach, California. Uh, spent a couple years in a small town in Illinois, uh, which is kind of connected sort of to how I met my drummer. But um, okay. I spent all my life, though, out in uh, Southern California. And um, yeah. Rad, rad. Yeah, um, I'm originally from San Diego. I moved to Nashville, but... Oh, nice. Um, I love yeah. San Diego. That is a amazing town <laughs> <laughs> i just remember uh when i was i used to be on the radio for like 16 years i was at 91x and we when uh we played the hell out of your records um at oh, least you know in the beginning there we played uh i think happy pills for a while and we yeah. ended up playing i don't i don't want to know for a while and yeah it was yep. love the records man <laughs> um cool well so born and raised in southern california how did you get into music oh i've always kind of I've always kind of been in music growing up. Um, I've always been in like various like music groups, you know, school choirs, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, but I, it wasn't until I was 13 years old when I was like, I don't want to be told what to do in music anymore. I just want to do it. I just want to do it myself. You know, um, I didn't know anything about writing music. I had no idea where to start, what to do. So I just started with like a feeling, I guess, and wrote with a couple of my friends and, and then uh, about mid to late 13, um, late 13, I just started my first ever band. Um, right. And we sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. We focused more on just having fun than actually playing music. But uh, I was a piano player growing up and I taught myself how to play guitar. And uh, that band honestly just kind of snowballed into what is Weathers now. So like since I was 13, I was always in a band. Okay. Um, and then like members would change. We kept changing our names and blah, blah, blah. 
and it just snowballed. And then uh, late 2015, we landed on Weathers and with this uh, lineup and we were, we were like, all right, this is like, this is the first time we feel like we actually found something that we really like. And, mm-hmm. we're, and we were like, this actually sounds like really good. I think we're onto something and uh, we like what we're doing and we were like, let's take this full on seriously. And yeah. we got super lucky and uh, got signed right out of high school and, you know, wow. everything just kind of went from there. Sure. Well, what was the yeah. moment you said at 13, it was when you decided, hey, I'm going to start doing this, you know, for you, for you. Yeah. Like, what was that moment? Like, wh- do you remember why you chose to do that? I mean, I just remember, I just remember, I don't remember the exact moment itself. I just remember being like, I don't, I just don't want people telling me what to do anymore. I think I was in some sort of show or like uh, doing something that was involving school or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember being like, this isn't my thing. Like, I don't like this. I don't like these people. I don't like um, having like some professor, you know, telling me how I should do music and whatever. And I'm just like, this is not, I don't, I don't care about this. You know, I grew up listening to a, like bands obviously and stuff. And I was always a band guy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, doing non-band kind of music at the time, like through school was just, I don't know, felt, kind of dumb to me (laughs) and so i just wanted to i just wanted to do me you know and just start like a a, like a you know my first band which was just like everyone at the time like everyone's first band it was a pop punk style of course yeah Uh, yeah, that's how everyone starts right (laughs) yeah especially in southern california kind of hard to get away from it exactly (laughs) oh yeah totally totally um well you said you played piano is that the first instrument you learned how to play yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, started piano when I was four and, wow. um, didn't, and I stopped kind of practicing and stuff or stopped, uh, taking lessons, I guess when I was 13. Um, and I, I should be a lot better at piano than I am, but I just didn't practice a lot and slacked off. <laughs> so, <laughs> Were you playing recitals? Yeah. I mean, when did you four? That's really young. I mean, I have a five-year-old. I can't yeah. imagine putting him on a, I mean, he, he has a little drum. We got him a drum kit over COVID, but like an electronic one. So he just smashes around on it. But I can't imagine him playing like yeah. sitting down and focusing on like playing chords on the piano. I mean, how early were you playing in recitals and stuff? Uh, I actually only have ever done one recital my whole life. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was not prepared for it. I messed up so much, but I was able to kind of bullshit my way through it. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then 13, you started your first band. What was that? Like eighth grade or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I would say like eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think and it was the summer going into eighth grade, I believe. Okay. And then you, how, when would, when did you guys start playing? I mean, you, when did you start playing shows with that band or did you play shows? Uh, we just played like friends parties and stuff like that. Like we okay. didn't actually play any shows until we were in high school and it was uh, a new, a kind of a new lineup, new iteration, some old members. Um, and this was the first time I met um, my current bass player. So Brennan is the mm-hmm. oldest member of the band and, and he joined us in high school. And uh, we, that's when we actually started playing some shows. We started playing, like we did like the Hollywood strip, you know, like we played like the whiskey a go go and like, mm-hmm. Um, wow. we played the Roxy once, uh, and then we played, the, you know, like the Viper room and like the Avalon and that's rad. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. So, you know, but we were all like 15 year old 
you know, 14, 15 year old kids. So like we'd play the shows and they'd have to kick us out because they were all bars, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) You said you met your, you met your drummer when you were in Illinois. Like, like, what was that? Kind of, we should have met when I was in Illinois. Um, Okay. Yeah. So my drummer's dad and my dad actually played in a band together and that's because they grew up in the same hometown. Yeah. Which was this small town in Illinois. So for a brief time in my life, we moved to a town, another small town, like 20 minutes outside of the one that, that our dads grew up in. And I was only there for like two years, but we'd go back and visit a lot because we had a lot of family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, uh, so I didn't meet my drummer at all, but, um, I should have though, because his dad and my dad were still friends and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, but I didn't actually meet him until I was like 18. I was looking for a new drummer. Um, and I, I was like, I, I was like, I need to have like a drummer. That's like really good. A drummer that I can trust that when we play live shows, I just know that he's always got our back no matter what, you know, like just a solid backbone to the, like the live show. And my dad was like, you know what? I think I actually like might know someone, you know, uh, he's like one of my old friends, you know, I used to play in a band with his son is like a really good drummer. And so I found him on YouTube and he was making like drum videos on YouTube. And I was like blown away. I was like, holy crap, this guy's actually like really talented. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I knew that he was wanting to come out to California. So I invited him to come and stay, stay with me for a little bit. And he, uh, and uh, he came out and I was a little nervous too, because like, I'm not like a super social person. So inviting some like random guy to like stay <laughs> sure. with me for like, a, like a week was like kind of nerve wracking. I can imagine. And, uh, but he came out and we met and we immediately hit it off and we had so much fun and we just immediately became like best friends. And then that snowballed into us becoming like, we basically became like brothers very, very quickly. And then he officially made the move out shortly after that and went to college out here. And, Mm -hmm. um, and then the, and yeah, it he, I think he was the last one to join the band. I think by that point I already had my, I knew I already had my bass player. I already Mm -hmm. had my. I already had my guitar player and he was the, our drummer was the last one to, uh, to join Weathers. Okay. I'm, I'm curious. You said your dad was in a band, you know, you're with your drummer's dad. Uh, yeah. was he still playing like, at, like when you're born or do you ever, do you ever see <laughs> no, him perform? I mean, yeah. I've seen him perform quite a few times just with like friends, nothing like it, not, like just at parties, like nothing, yeah. not anything big or whatever, but like, uh, they were basically in like a high school cover band and then they tried writing originals for a little while. And then, it, you know, it just kind of fizzled out that sort of thing. And then they, uh, you know, they were like the type of band back in like, like, uh, let's see, our parents are kind of older. They were in high school in like the, like the late sixties. Okay. And um, so they would play like the prom and stuff like that. Oh, you know? that's dope. Yeah. So they, uh, um, I think in like 2000, you know, I don't remember this because I was born in 96. Um, so in 2000, they all did like a reunion and, and got the best uh, group members together and made like a little, just a, just an album of some covers and originals. And uh, that's cool. That was, yeah. He's got that it's locked away in some bolt somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to it before or no? Uh, when I was really little, he showed me some stuff and uh, he wasn't the singer. My dad was the uh, guitar. He was like a backup guitar player, keyboard backup singer guy okay and uh yeah that's so. rad so i'm <laughs> yeah. sure he's pretty supportive of, of you and your career yeah no he's been he, i remember i remember the first time i told him i was like i want to start a band and he was like are you sure and i was like yeah and he's like being in a band is really hard 
And he's like, and it's really frustrating. And I, he was, I was like, he was like, are you sure? And my, my <laughs> dumbass 13 year old self was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. You know? <laughs> sure. So he, he has been super supportive, which is nice. Um, it is nice to have, to have some support. My mom, not so much, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> She'll live with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I read that you, you met your guitar player um, at a battle of bands. Yeah. Yeah. What were you guys in two different bands and you're both playing the same show? Yep. We were in two different bands competing. Um, and I had a band of five at the time and he was a band of three and he was the singer and uh, guitar player of his own band because he's actually a really good singer himself as well. And he, uh, I remember watching his band play and being like, like, you know, there's, there's something here. Like this kid is like, he's playing um you know they they think they played a couple originals and uh, uh and we played some originals too but i really liked his and i was like man he's really good and like he wrote him by himself and and his voice was really good and i was like hey man like i know you're the singer of this band but how would you feel about you know maybe part-time playing in my band as a guitar player and us just writing music together like how would you feel about that and he it was kind of he kind of like wasn't into the idea at first but then he kind of came around and started hanging out with us a bit and was like uh you know was a um he played a guitar for us and was was a a backup singer and we wrote music together Mm -hmm. and eventually he decided to stick with us um which was pretty awesome i feel kind of bad i feel like i kind of tore him from his band (laughs) 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 yeah exactly but uh he decided to stay with us and um, I guess yeah, the rest is the rest is history and we still write, uh, all the music together today. So amazing. It worked, it worked out really well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you say the drummer was the last member to like really form the band? Yeah. So at the time it was a, it was a, we weren't weathers yet and we were okay. a band of five and I had my, uh, tech, there was another guitar player at the time who's not with us now. And he was, was technically him and I first and then came, uh, Brennan, our bass player, and then came Olson, our guitar player, mm-hmm. and then came our drummer, and then that other guy left, and then it just was us four, and we decided to be to rebrand and be called Weathers and start new stuff. So okay, and what, yeah. what, you guys were still in high school at that point, or you were still in yep. high school? Okay, yeah, it was the very like the tail end of high school, like so. Um, or, or wait, no. Sorry, no, no. We had just graduated high school, or at least I did. We're all different ages, but I okay. graduated high school 2015, and it was that summer of 2015 when we decided to like change everything, and um, and we went down to a four piece, and then we decided to um, rebrand, write new music, and it was I would say October of 2015 when we made our debut as Weathers. Okay, and then stuff started happening pretty quickly for you i mean like we were playing that record yeah, in, yeah 20 i think maybe 2016 2016 was, we started was playing the record june, i think june of 2016 is like when it like first played on the radio and we were freaking out <laughs> yeah so so you you how did that all happen for you did you have uh ha- was happy pills like did you know that was a smash when you guys wrote it like tell me about how that how stuff started you know, happening a bunch of people were telling us like you know this song has something to it you know and um we had written it with our manager actually at the time 
And uh, we were all like, this actually sounds huge. Like, it sounds like it could be something big. But we weren't totally sure. And we weren't even totally, like, in love with the song either. We were just kind of like, it sounds like something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and let's see how it happened. Uh, so it was June. And we had never been played on, on K-Rock before, which was, our, as you know, is um, the L.A. like alternative yeah. station. And, Biggest alternative um, station in the, in the country. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. We, so we were, um, we had gotten a text from a friend and they were like, the happy pills wasn't even released yet. It was like a couple of days before it was supposed to be released. And we got a text from a friend and we were like, Hey, I think your song is like playing on K rock right now. And we were like, what? And we sprinted outside. We were in the studio working on music and it was just me and my guitar player. Uh-huh. And we sprinted out to my car, turned it on, and we just heard the tail end of Happy Pills wow. playing on K-Rock. Yeah, and then um, Ted Stryker was like, that was Happy Pills by Weathers, blah, 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 for your 420 feature. And we were like, holy crap. We started like screaming and running around the parking lot. Like we could oh, not believe man. it. And we found out that a friend of ours had tweeted at, at Ted Stryker and was like, hey, you guys should play this song. And apparently he really liked it and played it. And then that was it. <laughs> You know, oh my god! Song gosh. wasn't even out yet. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, if you got on like Cat Corbett, like lo- like locals only or something, and that kind of blew up from there. But to have Striker like premiered as a, as like his 420 song, I mean, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, it was. It was pretty awesome for sure. Oh my gosh, and that's crazy. You guys didn't even know. No. <laughs> He's just like plays no it. <laughs> and from there, did K Rock add the record, or like what was what happened next? I think so yeah, I think so. It added, and then we had just a, a ton of ads. I think we had like thirty three ads in like a day or something like that. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. if they or- set like the precedence, I mean, if they add a record, it's like okay, now ninety one X station I was at, or I worked for Live one hundred five in San Francisco. Yeah. Like, they're gonna pick it up, and it's kind of just like. I mean, they're yeah. obviously like a tastemaker station. And, and if you get on K-Rock, I mean, that's huge. And for them to add yeah. a record, I mean, what did that do for you guys right off the bat? I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of eyes on you at this point. And then were record labels calling you or like, what, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, we had record labels. Um, you know, they uh, we had a couple record labels that were interested. And um, we decided to go with uh, RCA at the time and uh, – and yeah, I mean, the rest was the rest was history. And then we're, you know, been, started making a bunch of music and uh, recording a bunch of albums. And we did the, you know, the Kids in the Night record, which was awesome. I mean, that was a super fun record to record. I mean, we had not done a full album before, mm-hmm. you know. And so we did that and um, that kind of solidified our fan base. Because before that with Happy Pills, um, we were, I felt a little fractured, you know, like we weren't sure like what our core was going to be like. So we took, we took some time to like write some new music and figure out like what our, what our real, like, like persona and like overall vibe was going to be. And that was like the kids in the night record. And, Mm -hmm. and we, uh, toured on that for a little bit, really built a fan base that was like dedicated and like, they're awesome. Like our fan base is just like, I, you know, I don't have a personal connection with with other, obviously, with other bands' fan bases, but I would I would argue that while our fan base is small, like it's it's definitely probably one of the best fan bases out there. I mean, I've never seen a group of people so like inclusive and supportive and just awesome. I mean, it's great. I love it's so that. great. And then uh, you know, and then um, we we released a bunch of singles for a lot for a while, and then recently we were you know we were kind of like you know what I think it's time to do another record. It's time to make a new album. And uh, we started making new songs and this new record that's coming up 
it's really interesting. It's very different from Kids in the Night in that it, it wasn't all written at once like Kids in the Night was. Mm-hmm. It was it's songs from like there's a couple songs on there that were written like a couple years ago. You know? Wow. Um, yeah. And we've been sitting on it for a while because we knew we wanted it to be special and a part of something big. So mm-hmm. we decided to um, we decided to hold on to that like these like couple of these songs and then um it we realized it was time like this for this record it, it's time to to put these songs on on this uh, on this album and see what happens and we also wrote a bunch of new music that was very very different stuff like say la vie for example was very mm-hmm. different for us a lot of very electronic and totally mm-hmm. totally different and like losing blood is that way too and then even rehab is almost like a little bit of a mold of both you know um and i think that's the really cool thing about this album is you're going to get kind of like a mixed bag of like old and new you know mm-hmm. i love that. So that that's what i'm really excited for well go back to or back to your fan base real quick i did see on your instagram you guys were doing uh like you watch a movie with your fans like yeah yeah uh, we tell me about that Netflix. that's a creative idea yeah we do we like to do I, we're huge on movies i'm a movie guy i also like write and direct film out on, oh, the, on, on the side and i um I direct, uh, write and direct all of our like music videos and stuff. Um, and so film has a huge influence on me and it even influences our music and our overall image and everything. So I want like, I want movies and TV to be a part of the band in a Uh way, you know? And so we introduced a thing called the, like, you know, Netflix parties, you know, with our posers, our posers are what we call our fan base is kind of a a, a joke. (laughs) <laughs> um, and uh and we um yeah we uh started doing that we pick a couple lucky fans when i say a couple i mean like 10 to 20 um okay. and then we start a group chat with them and then we pick a movie or we'll pick the movie and then we um then we pick our fans and then we just watch it together on like a netflix party and it's super fun that's rad is that something that started out of the whole quarantine yeah okay yeah, but we, I think we're going to keep it going, uh, though. And probably not as frequent as we were in quarantine, but I think it was fun enough that we'll keep it going for sure. That's rad. That's rad. Yeah. Well, tell me where you guys were when that all happened. Like, were you on tour or working on this new record? Yeah, so we were so we were on a support tour when we started hearing grumblings of, like, this coronavirus. And we were all kind of like, oh, this sounds kind of serious. But we didn't think much was actually going to come of it. Uh-huh. Um, and then we were supposed to do our headline tour that we're doing in September. We were supposed to do that immediately after the support tour back in 2020 and then the virus hit hard and we had to like push everything and you know we were in the lockdown and you know we were for like the first couple months just because we thought it was you know everyone was like oh it's just gonna be a couple months and then it's all gonna open up again you know yeah Uh, we kind of were just like all right let's just sit and chill and just like you know let's just keep writing music but like let's just relax for a little bit and see what happens but then it ended up being this long long thing and we were like (laughs) okay we need to learn how to adapt so that's when we started doing live streams and we started doing other things and um uh um trying to adapt and we actually became super super busy which was crazy um but yeah it was wasn't it wasn't that bad in terms of us staying active Okay. Um, but it did suck, obviously, on a global scale. But on a personal scale, it did suck because we, you know, wanted to tour, you know, and we sure. we missed. We, we our live show is part of our is a huge part of our thing, and like we couldn't do that, and so we felt like we lost a lot of momentum, which was kind of a bummer. But um, but we're building that back, I think, and uh, we're really excited because we got this tour coming up in September. That's yeah, it's going a huge October. tour. It's our first ever national headline run. So wow. 
people should definitely come out to this tour because it's going to be very special, like very, very special. So yeah, we're very excited. Awesome, awesome dates on, on the tour. I mean, it's so many. It's incredible. It's going to be yeah. a busy, busy uh, fall. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. I can't wait to see some familiar faces too. There's some fans that have become almost like friends to us and like they're just awesome and they always are super supportive. So I can't wait to see familiar faces and then new faces. And it, this is just going to be a really special tour because like I said, it's our first national headline run ever. And like we've done headline shows and we've done like a West Coast run, but we've never done a national one. So it's, a, it's very daunting, very scary, especially coming out of COVID with a little bit of like a momentum loss. But um, but it's very exciting, mostly, though. So I think people are going to take. Uh, yeah, it's going to be emotional, I'm sure. I mean, probably yeah. every show. It, may, it might be somebody's oh, yeah. first show back in a year and a half. Right. Yeah, it, I, I know it's going to be great. I mean, I'm hoping people flock to the shows now that they can. You know, I think so. they will. I think people are going to yeah. take it less for granted now. They're going to they're going to come out to a weather show on a Tuesday night that they might have been like, oh, they'll come back, you know, in a month or two. Well, yeah, you never know now, you know, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm curious, like when you're on that, you guys were on the road, like in a support slot when the whole virus was happening. Were you like stuck in the middle of the world? I mean, or were you no, home it was, by that time? Yeah, we were home by that time. Like okay. it was the, everything shut down once uh, we were home. And uh, the last show was March. The last show was March 5th on that, oh, wow. on that support like, tour. Right so it was like right before. And at, and at that time, it was just grumblings. Like we just heard like little things like, oh, there's a new virus out. But like, you know, I mean, there's been lots of viruses that, you know, over our lifetime that have sure. come and go. And like nothing of this scale has ever happened. So we didn't think much of it at the time, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but we were like, but we were like, this one sounds a little different. It's a little serious. And we were a little bit scared, you know, but we weren't sure. We just weren't. We had no idea, you know, just right. like everyone. Yeah, and everyone so in the beginning. Our, yeah, exactly. We're like, we had no idea. Corona beer is causing the, you know, I remember seeing yeah. like fake <laughs> headlines and stuff like that. Yeah. And that when it was yeah. kind of a joke and then it, nobody really realized what, what the yeah, severity totally. of everything. Yeah, exactly. So, but, yeah. Um, so, okay. So obviously got back, you had to readjust, but what about the record? Were you guys writing the record throughout yeah, the past so, year and a half or? Yeah, we had already, like I said, we already had some songs on there that, that were from a couple of years ago. And so like, we already had a good chunk of the record done. Um, but, you know, we wanted to, we didn't want to like push back the record though. We were like, we can still write. I mean, like um, we, we, my guitar player and I were very safe during quarantine and, you know, we were getting like tested all the time and stuff. And we would just, he and I would get together and we would just continue writing a bunch, you know, and then there were a couple of producers that we had been talking with and did some like virtual sessions with um, producers. And then when we felt safe enough and we were following all the rules, whatever. And then we got together with some producers and actually finished out some songs. And, um, and that was, that was just kind of how we did it, you know, mm -hmm. very, very kind of DIY and just, uh, you know, small group sort of thing like it wasn't like a huge effort like it was kind of a small little thing it was very internal you know mm -hmm. um and and yeah and we just kept chugging along and we just made the best of it did live streams and all that stuff and you know made a lot of new merch and whatever whatever we could do to stay alive at the time you know sure i mean what were yeah. those was it harder 
I mean, sure, it was different writing over Zoom or working with a producer like this way. Was it how yeah. how was that to adapt to? Not fun. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it. No, no, no. I I am so happy to not do that ever again. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not cool. It's just awkward. You know, trying to be creative and write music like like through a screen. It just doesn't feel right. You know, like mm-hmm. it, I'm I'm lucky that you know, my guitar player and I were at least like physically together. So it'd be us two right with, um, with this producer, you know, but, uh, so at least I had somewhat of like a real connection here, you know, on my end, but it was still (laughs) just weird. You know, it was hard to, to get excited. You know, it's hard to get excited through a screen, you know? Sure. It's tough. Like when you're being creative and all that. So, yeah, I'm sure it's hard to like, kind of, you know, vibe in a way or like, get emotion off somebody if you, especially if you've never met them you're just like hey yeah, totally. um i'm gonna play yeah. you some songs and then like yeah i could yeah that'd be a, yeah. a weird situation to be in i can imagine oh for sure what about yeah. the first live streams that must have been strange as well not playing to anyone yeah it was it was definitely strange i mean we um we felt i don't know it was fun to play again and we were very out of practice but it was it was just so awkward because you're used to like you finish a song and everyone's like clapping and cheering yeah. and stuff, you know, but you'd finish the song in this setting and it would just be dead silence, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like, ah, I don't See like some this. like thumbs up coming across your screen, maybe or some heart. Yeah, exactly. And then like there was a couple of <laughs> times where it was like, oh, can uh, can we have Boyer, you know, me, can we have uh-huh. him like read some read some uh, comments off this iPad? So like we'd finish the song and I'd be like, excuse me while I go get this iPad. And I go like, you know, like you hear my shoes like across the floor, you know, and then I I grab this iPad and I'm like, you know, scrolling through. Uh, So this person said this. Thank you. And like read through and like, you know, it's just (laughs) so awkward. You know, it just was not it totally. I feel like while it was fun for for us to play and it was fun for the fans to see us play, which I totally get. It just was awkward. And I don't I didn't I didn't like it. And I. It just uh, the energy that was supposed to be there, the the whole vibe, it just wasn't clicking, you know. Um, so, yeah, I we did two of those, and then we did some like Instagram live streams, which was a lot more fun because it was a lot less like, you know, full out, just kind of more of an intimate. Yeah. Thing. Um, but yeah, it was just very weird. You know, don't want to do it again. I'm very excited yeah. for the world to go back to normal. <laughs> right. I mean, it sounds yeah. like uh, California opened up yesterday, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. How is? I mean, I just moved that. Like, I literally we moved to Tennessee in March to Nashville. Yeah. So I'm from San Diego. Uh, we were back there three weeks ago for my brother-in-law got married, and it was still pretty tight. You know, masks and all. Yeah. That. Is it like? free for all now i'm just curious uh, almost almost yeah my uh, my roommate and i actually went to go see a movie last night and he and i uh, are are vaccinated uh, fully uh-huh. vaccinated and um we had heard that like at at like amc uh-huh. there you know you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated so we just showed up and we brought our masks with us just in case but we showed up and all the employees were wearing masks but everyone in, in the in the lobby was not wearing masks and we just looked around we were like Oh my, it feels like we're getting away with something right. not wearing a mask now, you know? And then we're like, we're like walking through the lobby and we're sitting in our seats and we're like, and I was like, all right, before the movie starts, I'm going to like get up and go to the bathroom real quick. And then I got up and I was like, I don't have to put my mask on. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a normal thing that weirdly felt so special, you know? 
and it was kind of cool and it was it was really nice that i got to do that with my roommate who's one of my best friends and so like it was just super fun yeah yeah it's like a freeing thing instead of like "Uh oh do i have my mask now and then it's just like yeah it's it's so crazy how quickly we had to uh, everyone had to adapt to that like a lifestyle of having a mask and now hopefully it'll all be in the past but (laughs) yeah hopefully my gosh that'd be great (laughs) yeah um have you guys had a chance to play it all yet as far as like a live show in front of anyone no no not yet uh but hopefully uh you know i mean i'm praying that nothing crazy happens and we just stay on this course and we get to play our tour like i'm just our tour and our album that's just what i'm looking for i'm I'm looking forward to i'm just so so excited i cannot wait i'm really excited for the the fans to get a hold of it and it comes out in august august 13th new record i believe so yeah august 13th yeah very excited do you have any other songs coming out prior or before then or is it just uh rehab and then you're gonna kind of wait on that and till the yeah record yeah yeah okay um yeah i uh yeah i mean i'm just like i can't i can't wait it's super excited august 13th and uh it's gonna come out and then we'll be on the road touring on the album so it's just gonna be i yeah it's gonna be great I can't wait, man. That's so, that's amazing. And thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you hanging out with me today. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I'm, I I really appreciate you having me. Of course. I do have one more question before I let you go. Uh, I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, advice for aspiring artists. I would say stay, I would say like, you know, stay true to yourself, you know, kind of like what you hear about, you know, stay you know that the the stereotype of like don't get lost and all that stuff stay you know stay true to yourself create music that you want to create but also i would say don't be afraid of criticism like you got to be you got to be able to adapt and change you know at least to your abilities i mean if you're adapting and changing and you're unhappy then it's probably just not going to work out for you but like if you're if you can open yourself up to a lot of criticism and change i mean the amount of change that weathers has gone through and the amount of criticism we've gotten is just insane so like, but we're still here and we're enjoying it and having a lot of fun. So I would say, um, stay true to yourself, um, be happy, but, but you need to strike a balance of definitely a lot of criticism and, um, be open to exploring new avenues for yourself and all that. So 